0: have thunk that a series that began with potentially the best win of the season would also potentially end up being the worst series of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, May the 17th, as we just come off a bummer of a loss yesterday down at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies lose 11-3 to the Brewers. Christian Yelich had two homers. He was Monte Grandal homered. Mike Mistaga's homered. I think Robin Yount might have homered. It was that type of day, and it was pretty close for a while. 3-3, then 4-3, and then all of a sudden it was a disaster as the Phillies just get done up 24-19 on the season still in first place, but struggling now on a three-game losing streak after winning three straight prior to that falling three straight to the brewers and again that first game of the series the game on monday they win it seven to four a gutsy tough resilient win against a good brewers team aaron Null didn't have it and the team picked him up they fought back from two separate deficits found a way to tie it found a way to win it and then the last three games have just gotten worse and worse they lose six to one on tuesday five to two on wednesday two lifeless flat offensive efforts just unable to get anything going and then yesterday a day game down at citizens bank park and it just could not have been worse as again they lose 11 to 3 it started early christian yelich goes yard in the first inning and then gene segura mean gene the uh by far right now i think the the hitter you feel the best with on the team along with hoskins uh segura homers in the bottom of the first to make it 1-1 but uh, the Phillies then give it up again in the third. Ryan Braun, an RBI single, 2-1. Then the Phillies battle back again three, uh, to make it 2-2 two, two, and then ultimately to take a 3-2 lead. And then all downhill from there in the fourth. It's 3-3 three, three, and then off to the races, 4-3 in the fifth. And then Yasmani Grandel, it's a three-run homer in the seventh. Then the eighth inning gets away from the Phillies, 9-3. And then a is homer in the ninth. Makes it 11-3 ultimately as Edgar Garcia gets pounded. Coming out of the bullpen, a really rough inning for Edgar Garcia. As he gives up the Grandal homer. And then also um, uh, a bunch more base runners that inning. Anthony Dominguez. Excuse me. Anthony gave up the, the Grandal homer. Um, and uh, and Garcia gave up the Mistagas one. Garcia struggles. Austin Davis struggles. He gives up the Mistagas one. There were just so many homers to go around. He gave up. Uh, Edgar Garcia gave up one to Yelich. Yelich had two. That's what threw me off. My bad. What a day. Remember when Sir Anthony Dominguez was unhittable? Adam Morgan gives up a couple runs, though. It was Sir Anthony Dominguez who gave up his inherited runners. But just a bad day. Zach Eflin didn't have his best stuff. Five innings, four earned, seven strikeouts. It's nice to see, but seven hits, two walks. Just a a rough outing all around. Just a a real disappointment of an outing. The bullpen just unable to do anything productive with a 4-3 game. Zach Eflin, of course, Look, uh, it's hard to rip F. He he didn't have a good game yesterday. There's no question about it. But Zach Eflin was coming off a streak of three straight starts where he put up 25 innings and was outstanding. Obviously, two two complete games. One of them a shutout in his last three starts. So hard to rip Eflin, but certainly not his best day. And, you know, you can rip the offense. Again, they don't get it going. Andrew McCutcheon does not have an extra base hit in May. Only gets a hit yesterday. Harper goes one for four, unable to get it going. Segura, the home run. That was... One of the few bright spots. Hoskins doesn't get a hit. Cesar has been Doesn't get it. O'Double doesn't get a hit. They are just unable to get anything going from an offensive perspective. And uh, yet again, it, it fails them. And the Phillies have, uh, have paid dearly against a Brewers team that is just really good. And uh, just uh, really came in here and and showed the Phillies that at least right now they're, they're playing at a different level. This week, obviously, look, the Phillies will... I would like to say we're not going to see the Brewers for a while after that, but the Phillies will play them next week in Milwaukee, so great. But um, a really uh, look a disappointing showing here. A homestand coming back after going 4-2 in St. Louis and Kansas City. They come home, and they win that first game, and you feel really good about it. It was exciting. It was fun. It was a comeback victory. It was a gutsy victory, and then all of a sudden you get three straight stinkers with the Rockies coming into town. They... Don't have a day off for ten more days as they have a full week of baseball next week too, and um, you know you don't feel great after after that. Trying again, I think the worst series of the season for this Phillies team, and and you're including in that a great win in game one, just a really disappointing showing. Andrew Knapp disappoints. I know uh, Eflin and him are, are buddies and all that, but Knapp had some a pass ball yesterday it was ugly. Got lucky on another one where Adam Morgan was able to cover home and they got out at home to keep it four or three at a certain point, but. Um, just a really disappointing effort and offensively again, um, it's really confusing and, and Kapler was trying to mix it up a little bit, moved Bryce Harper up to the two hole, had Gene Segura in the three hole, which makes sense because Segura has been outstanding. Uh, didn't do much, obviously the one hit for Harper, but, um, this offense has to figure out a way to get something going as they have really been unable uh, to find any consistency. It's it's really frustrating. They will have a big inning here and there, and that'll carry them through some games. But on a consistency basis, it's really lacked. And what's most frustrating is when uh, you know I watch this team, and, and it's crazy to say when you think about it because they have so much offensive talent, but when they're down yesterday, like 8-3, 9-3, I felt zero hope that they would come back. I feel like they can come back from two runs, three runs. Maybe we've seen that a couple times, but when they get a big deficit, it just seems like it's over. And I don't know why that is. And maybe it's me projecting it onto the team, but it really seems like this team, not as, as talented as they are offensively, which is insanely, incredibly talented offensively. As we have seen at times, they have not been able to really battle back late in games when they're down multiple runs. And you know, that's a worry too. You like to see teams that that have a bit of fight in them till the end. And if a night's not going their way, that they can still find a way to turn it around and, and come through with a big inning when they need it. This team has certainly had some big innings, but it hasn't felt like it has been when they are down a bunch of runs really at any point all season. So something to monitor moving forward is it certainly felt that way. And of course, been incredibly frustrating. And, um, you know, look, when you look at it offensively, obviously Reese has had a great year, but Um, really over the last couple weeks, Gene Segura, the only guy, and Cesar Hernandez has had a great few weeks, obviously the last few days less so. But um, Segura, other than Cesar, has been really the only guy you can count on on a night-to-night basis. Real has been better. Hoskins obviously has had some of the best stretches and has probably the best numbers overall of any hitter in the team but has struggled the last week plus. Um, And Segura, I mean, Segura has only uh, not gotten hit in nine of the 33 games he's played this season, multiple games, multiple games in a row uh, prior to yesterday's one hit, and that one hit, of course, a home run. So that'll work, obviously. But um, outside of Segura and, and Cesar, you know, obviously uh, prior to the, the Brewers series, um, and Cesar had a good game one of the Brewers series, um, really just disappointments from the offense lately. And they have a big stretch of baseball coming out. The Rockies coming in town for three, and then they go to Chicago. The, the Cubs, the best record in the National League Central, and that is including a Brewers team that now has a pretty damn good record after taking three or four from the Phillies. they still worse than the Cubs. The Cubs will come. To, uh, we will head to Chicago for that, which is going to be tough. And then we got to go play three in Milwaukee after four in Chicago before getting an off day. After that, they come home for St. Louis, and then they got to go out to LA and out to San Diego. So... It's not getting any easier for this Phillies team right now in the middle of this stretch of 17 straight days of baseball. They're only seven games into it. They have 10 more days of baseball. A good portion of that is on the road. And then after that, they're going to have to head out to the West Coast soon. So this team is, uh, it, look, I, I think it's a worry that they're, they lack consistency. And I think that there are reasons for it, but... Um, especially when you're going through stretches like this, where you have to head to Chicago to play a really good Cubs team, play the Brewers again. You got the Rockies coming to town. You need to find ways to to steal some games, and consistency can help you with those things. I mean, again, the offense's inability to put up crooked numbers on a night-to-night basis is frustrating. And I do think that as the season goes on, as guys start to get in grooves, especially one particular hitter we probably won't get into today. We've talked enough about it this week. But, you know, if these guys start to get in grooves, obviously – I think we'll start to see that change, but for right now, it is a a bit of a worry as they just have a a lack of consistency, but again, we are still early in the season, though through the quarter pole. but again, the Phillies also still in first place, even though the lead is dwindling um, as of late, they are still in first place, so hard to get upset, just like I I can't get upset with Eflin having a rough outing yesterday, comparatively, I I can't get upset too much with this Phillies team, because they are in first place, but there are some signs that you want to kind of see change as we move forward as obviously, um, look, this team is too good offensively to go through some of the struggles they go through, to to show some of the inconsistencies they show. They're too good. And I don't know if it's, a, we've discussed this before, I don't know if it's a, a more of a systemic problem, something to do with John Maley, something to do with the way they're being Taught to it, asked it, all that. But at the same time, it's also probably a lot on the players as well. And guys need to have approaches. Guys need to go out. And it does seem like sometimes that fine approach that we've grown so accustomed to, and at times derided and whatnot, but that, that approach will escape them at times, especially when they, you know, start to look flat like this. At times they will, um, disappoint from that perspective and i think that has something to do with it you need to have a consistent approach to the plate just like we talk about with a pitcher having a consistent approach and um you know you need to have a consistent approach you need to be a professional about it and take every at bat like it matters and go up and really try and work counts and do all that stuff and i do think that certain times and it's somewhat contagious through the lineup certain times there are days where where Too many guys in the lineup are just not having competitive at bats, and that's really the only thing that I get frustrated with. Is these guys are good hitters. Sometimes they'll be slumping, all that that happens. But be competitive. You know, go up and and take some hacks that are competitive, and and try and work a count, try and work a walk, do what you can. So it's been a little frustrating. But again, this team is 24 and 19. They're still playing good baseball. They're still learning how to play together. Again. Uh, I know baseball is the most individual sport of all the major sports. There's no question about that. But at the same time, this is still a group of guys that pretty much for the most part have all been thrown together other than Hoskins and a couple others were not here last year. And they're all coming together and learning to play together and learning a new city and learning a new team. And And I think they'll get there. I think there's enough talent there. I think we've seen the flashes of the talent. And I think they all care. It seems like there's a. this is not for a lack of effort. It just can sometimes be maybe a lack of mental... Ac- effort at times or or whatever but i think for the most part they want to be good they care about each other they have fun doing it and i think the best is yet to come and again they're in first place right now in a division that has um you know been hotly contested if at times no one has uh, wanted to grab the top but the phillies have had the lead for a while they're still in first um so again this is all this is all stuff that is not major right now major worries but Stuff that uh, you keep an eye on, and you hope that the offense, again, with just the, the the massive amount of talent that they have, I think that's really the biggest thing that makes it so frustrating because we've seen what it can look like when Hoskins and Harper and Realmuto and McCutcheon, and everyone's grooving, and then, of course, Segura, the the consistent one you can always count on. When it's all grooving, this offense is among the best in baseball, and we just haven't seen it enough, and we haven't seen it enough on a night-to-night basis and an an inning-to-inning basis instead of just big innings. Just a team that can consistently grind, consistently work at bats, consistently hit bad pitchers, which we haven't seen enough of. The guys like Jeremy Hellickson and Anibal Sanchez shouldn't be having the outings against the Phillies. They do. That's the type of stuff that matters that good teams do. And I hope we see the Phillies start doing sooner. And again, I feel optimistic they do. What I'm less optimistic about moving forward is the bullpen. Coming up, we'll get into that. We'll dive into that issue a little bit as we have seen some struggles as of late. Granted, prior to yesterday, they had had a really good week of baseball from a statistics perspective in the pen, but there are still some Questions that we need answered. All that is coming up. And of course, we will look at the Rockies coming to town. A big series. The Phillies need to get back on the horse here. Need to take two or three after losing three or four of the, the Brewers. I think it's an important series before heading to the Midwest again. So we'll dive into that as well coming up and a whole lot more. It's Phillies today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back. Phillies today. James Seltzer coming up in a few minutes. We will look at. To the Rockies series, the Rockies coming to town, the pitching matchups and all that It's a, a pretty big series in my mind as the Phillies coming off, obviously, a, just a, a horrendous last three games against the Brewers and at home before going on the road to the Midwest to face some good baseball teams. This is an important series for them to take advantage of and not let uh, not fall into a deeper hole and, and, and search into and some issues. But first, the bullpen. Which, look, um, numbers-wise, over the last week prior to yesterday, the bullpen had pitched pretty well. And we talked yesterday about how how Jose Alvarez has actually not been as bad as you would think. You know, seven straight innings without allowing a run. Hector Neris has actually been really great when given the opportunity to pitch. Minus a rough uh, uh, inning yesterday, Adam Morgan has been pretty great. Pat Neshek, for the most part, has been solid when called upon, but... We are seeing way too many innings for Juan Nicasio, for Edgar Garcia, who just came up and is pitching at teams every inning, it, it feels like. Um, and look, even Alvarez is someone who's pitching in two biggest spots, it seems like. It seems like Gabe doesn't have guys to go to who he could trust. And then making the issue worse is obviously the David Robertson situation where, as we've discussed, I personally don't know if he's ever going to pitch for this team this season, but I certainly don't see it happening anytime soon. And then the guy who you felt like in the bullpen you could count on the most, the one who, if anyone in that pen was going to be an unhittable machine for you, someone who in any situation you could go to and say, all right, take the ball, make it happen, it was Sir Anthony Dominguez, and he has been anything. But that gives up the home run to Grandal yesterday. Grandal just smokes it. The pitch was nowhere near where it was supposed to be. It was just completely misses his spot. And Sir Anthony got killed for it, and he has just been off. He has not looked the same. The cutter hasn't looked the same, and it's a real issue. Coming into the season, again, Sir Anthony, the guy in the pen who I felt like I could count on the most. And as the season goes on, we've seen it on nights when the bullpen gets taxed and they have to give too many innings to Nicasio Garcia, all these guys. And that's the problem is that this bullpen has some nice arms, but it lacks multiple things that are important. First of all, the low-end arms that are there aren't quite good enough to count on. One. Two, the guy who you can count on in any situation to come in and stop the bleeding. Don't have that guy right now because Sir Anthony isn't it. Robertson's hurt. Neris is the closest thing they have to it or Adam Morgan, and I like those guys, but they're not a lockdown. You don't feel 100% confident when they come in. And then they don't have a closer. Even Kapler said it multiple times. He's like, look, if I had someone who I felt could come in and lock down the ninth inning, he'd be locking down the ninth inning, but we have to play the matchups because that's the situation we are in. So the Phillies need help in the bullpen, and there are a lot of names out there. We've we've kind of discussed these before, but looking at some teams that are in and out of it, some of the names that stand out, I've mentioned them before, but especially if the Phillies are going to be interested in a potential Madison Bumgarner trade, I think... Trying to get Will Smith, the lefty closer for the Giants, is an absolute no-brainer. Will Smith is an outstanding pitcher. He's having a great season yet again. A lefty. I know the Phillies want lefties, more lefties. Will Smith is a dynamite left-handed pitcher, a closer, closing for the Giants, doing a great job. Will Smith seems like such a no-brainer guy to go after for me. He's in the last year of his contract. He shouldn't cost too much. Love the Will Smith move. Um, We also talked about Felipe Vasquez before. I still think he's someone Look, the Pirates are two games above 500 right now, but I think the Pirates will fade, and eventually he's someone who's cost-controlled. I don't know if they want to move him or not, but if they do, they'll get a lot for him. So I I like the idea of Will Smith more than Vasquez because I think he costs less, and I think he's – maybe not quite as good, but close to as good. And uh, he's a lefty, which they want a few other names uh, for closers. Let's start with just the closer side of things. And then we can get into some smaller names for guys who could come in and, you know, and this is closer slash fireman, whatever you want to call it. The guys you can really count on. Um, Ken Giles, wouldn't that be something? The Toronto Blue Jays not competing for anything this season. Giles, since getting traded from the Astros to the Blue Jays has been one of the better closers in baseball, in case you haven't been paying attention, which why would you there are the Blue Jays? He's awesome. He's been great. Bringing Ken Giles back would be interesting. Shane Green for the Tigers. The Tigers have been fading. Green a solid closer, but not great, but certainly someone who you at least can hand the ball to and say, all right, at least I know this guy has closed and has had some success doing it. Um, Rice-Hell Iglesias we've talked about uh, with the Reds. The Reds, uh, only a few games under 500 plus run differential, feel like they've underachieved. Don't know if they'd be inclined to trade Iglesias. He's under control, but there's been some weird stuff with him and uh, the team this year. He's come out and kind of complained about his usage and a few other things. So uh, I think a bigger possibility than I would have thought before that Iglesias could be someone who could be on the move. After that, there are no other classic closers. There are some guys who are closing now either because their teams aren't very good, guys like Michael Givens or Alex Colomb, who are fine pitchers. I like Michael Givens a lot, actually, but um guys who would be nice ads. Uh Chris Martin closing for the Rangers right now, a really talented pitcher. I'd be happy for a guy like that, a team that's out of it. And then Archie Bradley, uh, some guys who could be. Oh, and Blake Trainin. The A's uh, a little more out of it than I think they or anyone expected. If they continue to fall, Blake Trainin, one of the best closers in baseball. Billy Bean, someone who is always willing to make a move if it makes sense for his team's future. Trainin eventually get played. Also, Lou Trevino. There, their like eighth inning stopper guy is awesome too. So if you get one or either of those guys, I think that's a huge win for the Phillies. Um, then after that, there's no one you feel great at closing. Archie Bradley in the, uh, Arizona, though Arizona is competing a lot more than people expected, is a name you threw out there. Roni, uh I doubt they'll trade him, by the way, though. Uh, Ronis Elias, uh, uh, pitching in Seattle, he's closed a little bit there, but um, has been really good for them. Ian Kennedy's been closing for the Royals here and there. He's been great, former starter, of course. How about for the Royals? Well, Jake Diekman, our old buddy. Uh, Sam Dyson in San Francisco, these are just a few of the names. and, And again, I think that the bigger overarching point is that there are guys out there available at middle reliever who the Phillies could add to strengthen this team and they need a closer. They need one, especially when you get to the playoffs. Oh my God, can you imagine being in playoff games and not having anyone you can count on at the end of the games? Oh my God, it sounds horrendous. And I do think they'll need starting pitching too. We've talked about Bumgarner and others. Obviously, Bumgarner, the biggest name on that market, but I do think that the reliever market, there will be a lot of names out there. There are guys the Phillies can go get that are better than what they have. They can supplement this team. They can make this team better. And I think it's on Matt clentac to do that. Look, this team is right now is currently constituted not as good as some other teams in the National League. The Dodgers, definitely better. The Brewers, probably better. The Cubs, maybe better. There are a few others, but they are right there. And with a few moves, they absolutely can be the best team in the National League. They are talented enough. With a few moves, they could be. So um, I think it's on Klintak to really kind of give this team the chance to reach their ceiling. And, uh, you know, obviously there's always a cost for business, and we'll see what happens. But um, it's going to be interesting. I think the Phillies, if nothing else, they will add middle levers and maybe a closer. It's just a question of what and when and who. All right, big weekend coming up again. I really think the Phillies – need to get back on the horse here they need to take two or three i'll be i will be very disappointed if they don't take two or three at home against this uh team a team that they are better than they should be better than they should be able to handle um they the Rockies sitting at 20 and 22 on the season they've actually been slightly better on the road than at home 11 and 11 on the road 9 and 11 at home neither a super compelling uh you know uh, record but um, they've played better baseball they are 11 and 9 since the phillies last saw the Mountain in colorado so they've been playing above 500 baseball um but not not anything great shakes the team the phillies can handle they got some good offense nolan arenado's been doing nolan arenado things trevor story's been good uh ramil tapia has been up and playing great for them um and uh charlie blackman's been awesome as well uh should be some interesting pitching matchups. Luckily the Phillies will avoid Herman Marquez, who uh, I think is the best pitcher on the Rocky staff. Cole Irvin going tonight. will get his second start getting a chance to, uh, you know, kind of hopefully build on that first outing, just a dominant performance. I can't wait to see what the lefty will do in his second start going up against Jonathan gray, a, talented right-hander for the Rockies, but has yet to kind of really pull it all together. Sometimes you'll see him on a night where he's going to strike out 12 guys and another night he's going to get rocked. So hopefully it's the latter tonight. Then uh, tomorrow, Aaron Nola back at it after, again, a, a really disappointing out against the Brewers. It seemed like Nola had been progressing in the right direction and then obviously just a, a rough outing against the Brewers. Looking to bounce back against the Rockies and Antonio Sensatela. Uh, who we saw when they were in Colorado. Fine pitcher, but nothing's great. And then on Sunday, Jared Eickhoff also looking to get back at it. Uh, 105 start against the Rockies. Kyle Freeland, the lefty for the Rockies, who had a great year last year, really talented pitcher, signed to an extension, uh, having a really rough year, Freeland. So that's uh, that's an interesting one as well. I think that something the Phillies maybe could uh, have a pitching advantage if Eikoff can figure it out and get back to where he was. And of course, Aaron Nola, it's a big one, is a big series. So hopefully the Phillies can take advantage of being at home before they have to go out and face some tough teams. And again, coming off those Brewers series, I really want to see something tonight. I want to see this team come out tonight and show us something because, again, really, really disappointing series against the Brewers. And I think it's imperative that they come out and get back on the right side of things and, and start to trend to get in a positive direction uh all right either way we'll be back to talk about it on monday have a wonderful weekend and again hopefully the phillies take two or three otherwise i'll be upset on monday and you'll hear it here either way i'll definitely be back to talk about it all on monday so thank you for listening to phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network